On the Pasuk Vayichal Moshe's Pnei Hashem Elikov Vayoymer, the Moshe Rabbeinu is pleading with Hashem and saying, Lama Hashem Yechra Apcha Ba'amecha, why are you getting so angry against your people? Rashi explains on the words Lama Hashem, and Rashi says, Klum Miskane, El Chacham B'Chacham, Gibor B'Gibor. Wouldn't a Chacham only get jealous of another wise person? A strong person would only get jealous of another strong person. So why Hashem are you getting so upset? What is Rashi trying to say? So as Mepharshim explained, since the Yidden have done such a harsh sin, avoid the Zorah, the Chet Egel. So you would think that it's understood why Hashem is getting angry. So why is Moshe Rabbeinu saying, Lama Hashem, Yechra Apcha Ba'amecha, why are you getting angry? Why is Moshe Rabbeinu saying that? Isn't it an obvious reason why Hashem is angry? So it's because of this question, in fact, that some of the Mepharshim would translate the word Lama not as a question, why are you getting angry? But rather, they're translating it that you should not get angry. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, the word lum over here is as if saying, don't get angry. But Rashi is explaining, Mikra is explaining the word lum in its literal sense. Why are you getting angry? And therefore, Rashi explains that the reason for this complaint is, or this claim is, that Why would you be getting Jealous, so to speak, of this Avoidah if it's nothing. A Chacham would only be concerned or jealous of another wise person. A strong person only from another strong person, etc. So why would Hashem be getting so upset or jealous from this ego? The Rebbe asks, Rashi had already explained in Pashas Yisroi, on the words, Anoichi Hashem Alekecha, why does Hashem say Anoichi Hashem Alekecha in the singular form? Alekecha, your God. This is an order, this was an order to give Moshe some way out in order to defend the Yidin by Maisa Ego. In fact, Rashi over there quotes this Pasuk. Rashi says, this is why Moshe Rabbeinu says, Why are you getting so angry at your people? If you look at the words, It seems like you didn't command them in the plural, Hashem seemingly wasn't speaking to all the Yid not to have Avodah Zorah. You said, Hashem as if you're speaking just to me. So why are you getting angry? So Rashi already in Parshas Yisrael and the Aseris Adibris has an explanation for this Pasuk. So why is Rashi suddenly now looking for a new explanation in Moshe Rabbeinu's words, Moshe Rabbeinu's claim of Lama Hashem Yechra and he now gives a new reason about a Chacham only being jealous of another Chacham, etc.? The Rebbe says we cannot say that Rashi is actually trying to explain this Pasuk with two different explanations. So in Parshas Yisrael he gave one explanation and he's not repeating it over here because he said it earlier already. Says the Rebbe because it's, does, it's not logical to say that in our Parsha where the whole Pasuk is actually being said, Rashi shouldn't mention that in any way whatsoever, not even briefly or a dover acher as an extra explanation or something like that, and completely rely that it was already mentioned, not in its place, completely on the side in Parshas Yisroi, especially that seemingly that explanation is a much more powerful one, a much stronger one. It is completely negating any complaint against the Yidin, not only why are you getting so angry or jealous, but rather why you have any complaints to them at all. You never even commanded them about, about Havai Dezorah. Says the Rebbe, we must say 
that these two Pirushim of Rashi are actually coming to explain two different things, as we will soon see. Says Rebbe, we also need to understand. From the simple words of Rashi, of Klum, Miskane, Elchachem, Bechachem, Giber, Begiber, that a, only a wise person is only jealous of another wise person, a strong person is only jealous from another strong person, it sounds like the jealousy over here is regarding the Avoid Zora, regarding the Egel, as if Chas V'Shalom Hashem is jealous of the Egel. Says that, but this seems to be, such a claim against the Eibishter, seems to be very, very disrespectful. Furthermore, these very words, Klum Miskani, is a, cho- a Chochem should only be, would only be jealous of another Chochem, etc., are actually the same, is actually the same question that the Gemara relates that Agrifas, who is a Goyish general, asks Rabban Gamliel. There it's on a different Pasuk. The Pasuk says Hashem is called a Kael Kano. And what does the word Kano mean over there? It sounds also like jealousy. So this Agrifas asks Rabban Gamliel, what is Hashem jealous of the Avoid Zara? And Rabban Gamliel responds through giving a marshal that Hashem is not Miskane and the Avoid Zara, meaning it's not a jealousy of the Avoid Zara. Rather, it's more about an anger about against those that serve the Avoid Zara. Miskane, not in the sense of jealousy, but Hashem is upset with those that are serving Avoid Zara. So the Rebbe asks, let's even say that Rashi has some reason why he wants to be looking at this pshat of that Moshe Rabbeinu is claiming, not like we said before, just that you never told the Yidden about Avedah Zara, but rather this claim of who would the person get jealous on, on someone only that's an equal. But the question is, why is it, if Rashi even wants to use this idea, why does Rashi have to say that the claim was that Hashem is jealous, so to speak, of the Avedah Zara, like that grief as the Goy said, Rashi could have seemingly said something similar of something that the Medrash says, right over here on this Pasuk, in our story. And the Medrash explains Moshe Rabbeinu's claim in a slightly different way. And he says like this, Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, why are you complaining against the Yidden? All they wanted to do is get you an assistant, that the eagle should assist you. Why are you getting angry? So Hashem says to Moshe, Moshe, are you making a mistake just like them? This eagle, there's no substance to it. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, if that's the case, why are you getting angry at your children? What do we see over here? First of all, to the more respectful way, it's not like Hashem has a jealousy of the Avoid Zara, but the point is that what's emphasized over here is that it's an anger at the Yidin. That's what it's an anger at. It's not an anger or a jealousy of the Avoid Zara itself. Another question that Rebbe has. Since we don't find that Hashem should actually, that should be in, in, in the Chumash, in the Pasukim, Shudesh Mikra, there should be some sort of response to Moshe Rabbeinu's claim of Klum Miskane Yelechachem Bechachem Gibor Begibor. So the question then is, why in fact is there such a big deal of this Easter of Avoid Zara, of Lo Yi and don't make an image, etc., etc., if in fact, as Moshe Rabbeinu says, these things don't have substance anyway. So what's the big deal? The Rebbe says we need to understand another thing. Why does Rashi give these two examples of Chacham B'Chacham and Gibor B'Gibor? Now, assuming, seemingly you would right away say that this is based on a Lashon of the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Al Yishalel Chacham B'Chachma, so a Chacham shouldn't pride himself or praise himself with his wisdom. 
Hagibar Bigvurasoi, the strong man with his Gvura. In fact, in the story of the Gemara that we quoted before, also gives these two examples. Maybe that's why Rashi is using these two examples. So the Rebbe says, number one, if you look in the Pasuk and in the story, there's a third thing mentioned. It also discusses a rich person. Rashi doesn't mention that at all. Furthermore, the Rebbe says, we know that Rashi only uses a double expression or an extra expression. It's only if that's somehow relevant to help us understand the simple meaning of the psukim. Not because that's the expression of the Pasuk or a Maimar Azal. So we need to understand why in our case are these two things relevant to Pshut Mikra. So to explain all of this, what's actually forcing Rashi to give us this pirush of Klum Miskane, of why is Hashem getting so jealous, so to speak, is from the words, Lomo Hashem, which Rashi quotes, or in some prints, Lomo Hashem Yechre Apcha. And what's bothering Rashi is, after Hashem had said to Moshe Rabbeinu, leave me alone, I'm going to let out my anger at them, I'm going to annihilate them. Seemingly, Moshe Rabbeinu first and foremost should have dealt with this annihilation that Hashem is threatening with. Seemingly, Moshe Rabbeinu should have first said, Why would you want to destroy your people? Or something like that. And then he could be discussing Hashem's anger. But Poyal in the Pasuk, what happens? Moshe Rabbeinu first says, why are you getting so angry? And then he says that you want to destroy them. So why is Moshe Rabbeinu saying it in this way? Why is Moshe Rabbeinu first and foremost concerned over here about the anger of Hashem? Because the actual fact that there's a death penalty for Avoid the Zara, for Chet that was not such a big question by Moshe Rabbeinu. We find already earlier in the Torah that there's quite a number of Averois for which there is the death penalty, Rahman al-Islam. We don't find this being questioned in any way. And the reason is obvious that the harsher, the stricter an Avera is, yes, there will be a stricter and harsher punishment, Rahman al-Islam. The question over here of Moshe Rabbeinu was the way this punishment is coming about. Va'achalem, total annihilation. There must have been something unique over here, a special reason of what's causing this. That is because we know a rule in the Torah that the chiyuv and the oinish, the punishment of Misa, is only, first of all, that there was edus, there was testimony by two kosher witnesses. And that had to be preceded first by a warning. There then has to be, has to be a proper investigation of the basin. In fact, even when the Torah says, you should not allow a witch to live, seemingly it sounds, do not allow any witch to live, Rashi immediately says, it does not mean you walk around and you kill any witch. Tumas then you have to bring her to Beisden, there needs to be an investigation, and they'll have to deal with it. Furthermore, the Rebbe says, let's look at the very first chet, the chet Eitz where the Eibishter clearly said to Adam Arishon, do not eat from it, the day you're going to eat from it, you're going to die. What do we find? Adam Arishon, when he does this Aveda, he's not punished with death. And immediately, he first lives another 930 years. What do we find over here by the Chet HaEgel? Something very different. Hashem says, Vi'ato, and right now, allow me, Va'achalim, and I'm going to destroy them. That is, it's going to be a punishment of death, and immediately, following the Avera, and not only the people that did the Avera, Va'achali means destroying all the Yidden. 
even those that didn't actually serve the eagle, as can be understood from the continuation, where Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I'll destroy them and I'll make you into a new big nation. In fact, Rashi says over there, that Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem, that if a kisei, if a chair of three legs cannot stand in front of you when you're angry, meaning a chair that's based on the three of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, how am I, a, 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 a chair that's only going to be based on one leg, on Moshe Rabbeinu, going to be able to be able to last in front of you. We see clearly from here that there would be nothing left of the previous Am Yisrael. It would be completely starting from Moshe Rabbeinu. Says the Rebbe, such a punishment cannot be just from the Aveira itself. As we said, if it would be just the Aveira, there's a whole system of how the punishment works. There must be, it's because of the Ve'yicharapi, because Hashem said, I'm going to completely, my fire is going to burn against them. And that's why there's such a heavy punishment more than just the Aveira itself. And this is what Moshe Rabbeinu is complaining about. That's what his claim is. Why would you get so angry? Jealousy is usually going to happen from a Chacham being jealous of another Chacham. In other words, he's saying, I can understand why, yes, it's true, there's a harsh punishment for a strong Aveira. Especially, These Avoidazaras, it doesn't make sense to say it all, that it has any sort of substance. And also that it has... And therefore, there's also no room to say to have any sort of taiva for it, or people should get excited about it, any sort of midas to it. As Rashi had explained earlier already on the words, Elikim Acherim, what does it mean, Elikim Acherim? That Acherim, that other people are making them into gods. So we can understand that being doing such a silly thing, getting involved with these Averis, obviously there's a very, very harsh punishment. But from the fact that the Abishta says, Va'achalim, I'm going to destroy them without a basin, and immediately, and it's going to be all the hidden, that seems to tell us that it's a punishment that's not only coming because of the people serving the Avodah that they have done something terribly wrong over here, and therefore it's going to go accordance to their Avera, but it seems like there's a special anger in connection to the Avodah to the eagle itself. And this is what Moshe Rabbeinu is claiming. Lama Hashem Yechra Apcha, you're getting upset about an eagle Azov? Usually only a Chacham would get upset about another Chacham. What Moshe Rabbeinu is saying is that Eagle doesn't have any sort of substance, any sort of entity for which the Abish should be jealous and there should be any sort of anger against the Avodah Zorah itself that should bring out such a strong anger that the Abish wants to annihilate the Yidden, all of the Yidden immediately. Now, says the Rebbe, we can understand why Rashi does not bring what he brought in Pasha's history. That, that, that really... Anoichi Hashem Kecho was giving an excuse that Moshe Rabbeinu should be able to defend the Eden later. And as he says in our parsha, Lama Hashem Yechra Abcha Mecho, that Moshe Rabbeinu says you never commanded them. Why doesn't Rashi say it over here? Because over there in the Aseris Hadibrois, Rashi is explaining the emphasis of Moshe Rabbeinu's claim according to that which is relevant over there in that Pasuk. That is, that Moshe Rabbeinu is able to defend even the people that actually served the Avodah Zorah. Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to say in that passage that even the people that served the Avodah Zorah don't deserve a punishment. Why? Even though it says, Because it was said, You were speaking only to me, to Moshe Rabbeinu. That's in the Aseris Adibrois. But when we're learning our passage over here in the context of the whole story, it sounds like, that when it says, Lama Hashem Yechre Mecha, as we just explained, Moshe Rabbeinu is not even arguing anymore that you shouldn't be punishing the people that served Avodah Zorah. What Moshe Rabbeinu is complaining about is why is there such huge anger, even about the Avodah Zorah itself, to cause 
such immediate and total punishment. And this is why Rashi over here says only this pirush, not the pirush which would assume that there shouldn't be any punishment at all, as explained. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand the two examples that Rashi also gives about a chacham and a gibor. When Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Lech Reid, go down from the mountain, because of all these terrible things that your nation did, the Pasuk says, they left quickly from the way that I commanded them, they made an eagle, they bowed it, and they said, Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu that the Yidin said, this is your God, that took you out of Mitzrayim. That is, that even though it's true that Yidin did say this, but why is it relevant right over here? Why is it important to, to, to emphasize how terrible this Aveira is that they made an Egel to also say over these words that they're claiming that this is Hashem that took them out of Mitzrayim? Also further we see when Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to Hashem, why are you getting angry? He says, why are you getting angry at your nation? Asher, it says to me at Mitzrayim that he took out of Mitzrayim with a strong hand. Says the Rebbe, what we see from this is that this anger, this idea of the Miskani, this jealousy, somehow has a connection also to this idea that the Yidin were saying, that this is the God that took you out of Mitzrayim. So it's about these, this is what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, are you being jealous of this Egel? And he mentions both of these things, Chacham and Giber, why? Because in order to get the Yidin out of Mitzrayim, to take them through the Midbar, there needed to be two things, Chachma, wisdom, and Gvura, and might. There's no need for richness, and as it can be understood from the details of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, all the wondrous miracles that happen, obviously there's number one great Chachma of how to perform all of this and get the Yidin out of Mitzrayim. And then the actual might, when practically these miracles are happening, happening and getting them out. Furthermore, the Rebbe says, the fact that the, the people that serve the Egel are sort of, so to speak, looking for some extra assistance, to help out Hashem, so to speak, chas v'shalem, it's not in regards to their Ashiras to be more rich, as Rashi told us already that the Yidin were very rich at that point, from the spoils of Mitzrayim, and even more so from the spoils of the sea. But the, but the main thing that they are looking for is the Chachma and the Gvura. And this is what Moshe Rabbeinu says, why are you getting angry at your people? This jealousy of the eagle doesn't have any room because only a wise person would only be jealous of another wise person. A strong person would only be jealous of another strong person. But the truth is that Hashem took them out as the Apostlech says, not the eagle, chas v'shalem. The Avoid Zorah definitely doesn't have chachma, doesn't have wisdom, doesn't have gvura. So how can you possibly be jealous of this Avoid Zorah? And the Rebbe concludes with Yenishol Torah in this Rashi. The Rebbe says, seemingly, we still need to understand, even though it's true that the Avoid Zorah itself has absolutely no substance and you can't be jealous of it, because as we said, only a chacham would only be jealous of a chacham and a giber of a giber. But the fact that the Yidin served the eagle, and they said, seemingly, that does leave chas in some room, at least for the kind of kinder, the kind of anger as in Kael Kano, for the people that served the eagle, even if not the eagle itself. Since they did think that the eagle is a Chacham and a Gibber. Says the Rebbe, the explanation is that really a Yid on his own could never make a mistake and think that the Avoid Desar is anything. Of course he knows that it's only wood and stone and he doesn't give any importance and any substance to Avoid Desar, even when he's doing the Avera. Now, the Rebbe quotes the Tanya, which says, Gam that a Yid is always faithful to Hashem, even when he's doing the Avera. 
And as the Al-Tareb also tells us, a Yid neither he wants to or can ever be separated from Hashem. The fact that he's serving Avodah Zorah and saying, Yisrael, is only because of a nichnas by Ruach some foolishness came over him. And that's where these words are coming from. In other words, the Ruach Shtus is something separate from him. It's nichnas boy, it's something that enters him, but it's not part of him. And this is what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, why Hashem would you get angry at these people? That even as far as the Yidin are concerned, there's no room for any sort of jealousy or anger. Because their very essence is completely negated from the idea of Avodah Zorah. They can never consider Avodah Zorah as a Chacham or a Gibor. And therefore there's no room for any of this jealousy because there's no Chacham against a Chacham and a Gibor against a Gibor. And all of this caused that Hashem actually took all of this back and forgave the Yidin.